Hello. Hi. You are tuned into Synchronicity Podcast. Welcome back. We are here to serve, guide, and navigate these crazy waters that we call life together here at Synchronicity. Uh, we are Nicole and Megan. Thank you for being here with us. Yeah. Where it's always a wild, wild adventure. <laughs> We always talk about what's new in the world, kind of what we're curious about, what we're fearful of, like collecting information and hearing just the world around us and kind of what's going on. So we're in it with you. We talk about a lot of different things. Um, if you are an OG, welcome back. If you are a new person and you haven't listened to us before, make sure that you subscribe so that you get notifications when we decide to uh upload a new podcast because we're both Gemini's so it's never regular so if you subscribe then you'll know when we drop them we're getting better <laughs> but welcome and thanks for being here hi and welcome back to the synchronicity podcast I'm Nicole and I'm Megan and today we are so excited to have a guest we were just on her podcast and she is I don't know. She's great. She's already like a soul sister. We, we were talking earlier. Uh, she's a Sagittarius, but of course she will tell us more about herself. So without further ado, Lauren, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hello, ladies. It's a pleasure to be on sharing the space with you guys today. I'm excited to be here. Um, like they said, my name is Lauren and I'm excited to talk about my whole soul journey, my healing journey, this process. I spent a lot, the majority of my life, feeling like a victim to my emotions and my body. And we'll get into that, I'm sure, a lot later. But over this journey, I realized that every single thing that was happening wasn't happening to me, it was happening for me. And really healing those, I like to call them the witch wound, you know, to be able to be seen and share my gifts with the world. And now I use combination of breath work and movement, visualization, meditation to help ambitious women who are also very witchy and woo and into all of this stuff be able to harness their own internal power in order to manifest and live their dreams and really step into their own sovereign being which means really be the creator of our own life if we truly believe that then why aren't we living the life of our dreams right now so that's what i love to help people with it's time to get out of your head and into your true and magnetic mystical self so that's that's my little spiel, my little intro. We can dive wherever y'all want to go. <laughs> I love it. Um, and we love having Lauren on because here's the thing. No healing journey looks the same. Um, you know, we have used psychedelics, but our healing journey started long before psychedelics entered the picture. So we loved bringing on somebody who wasn't, you know, like super gung-ho about psychedelics, but she has a little bit of a different journey than what we've had on the podcast before, which is really important because- we want to make sure that everybody feels included and in that this is a space where everybody can take information from. So when we talk to Lauren, we're like, this is amazing. Uh, we'd love to have her on our podcast because her journey looks very different from anybody else's we've had on here. So I would love to get into a little bit of where your journey of like awakening kind of came in and how, you know, the different modalities that you used that really resonated with you and helped you. Um, but we'd love to hear your little journey on that. Yeah. So for me, it started, oh gosh, over a decade ago during my college graduation, I already had a corporate job lined up. I, you know, did all the things. I was the good girl, got all the good grades, got into the school, like all, like all the things that I should have been doing in my life, crossing off that quote unquote list. In the middle of my graduation ceremony, I'm about to walk on stage and I started to have my first panic attack ever. And now looking back at it, I'm going, okay, this is the beginning of my awakening. And my body was literally like, what, what the fuck? Like, let's like slow down. This is, you're living and created a life that you don't actually love. That's not you. It's not authentic to you. During that moment, all hell was breaking loose. I didn't know up from down. I was not thinking clearly at all. Thankfully, my friend next to me was there to kind of calm me down. And like, I kept eating. She had mints. I kept eating all of her mints to try to calm myself down. I think I probably ate half a box of Altoids at that point. 
But from then on out, I really struggled with chronic anxiety and like multiple panic attacks a day. I didn't know why. And I went a very like 3D or physical route at first. Um, I didn't grow up like psychologists really weren't like therapy wasn't like a thing in my family. You know, like I think our parents kind of generation, there's a stigma. It's interesting. Like my sister and I talking to our parents about mental health now it's it's really interesting just generationally which is a whole nother conversation in and of itself but um my healing journey really began i started to look at the foods then that i was and the chemicals i was putting into my body so i started to eat really clean i was already plant-based pretty much but i ate became vegan even raw vegan for a while cut out sugar caffeine for a long time started to practice yoga But the beginning, I was so anxious, I couldn't even go to a yoga class because I was so worried I wouldn't know the next post, like, because I couldn't control, like, that much of an unknown was just too much for my body. My brain and body went into full fight or flight mode, and I didn't really realize it. I didn't understand that at the time. So over the years, like, it did eventually kind of slow down, and... I had kind of healed it. The thoughts were still there, though. I had gotten the best shape of my life. I was health coaching other people. Um, I was practicing yoga. I was at the gym every single day. And I found myself in the middle of a divorce. And I was like, okay, all of these things that I thought that I looked at, I really didn't. If I'm being honest with myself, and at this point, I was into law of attraction getting into the more spiritual stuff like Louise Hay, Wayne Dyer, all of like the OG spiritual peeps, all those people. And I was like, okay, if I really do create my own reality, then I need to take responsibility for this. I can point the finger at other people all day long, but I know that I'm the one who created this. This is all this is all happening for me. Then what's what am I thinking? What am I feeling that's actually creating this in my life? So from there, I really um, actually, and I know you guys practice Dr. Joe Dispenza stuff as well. From there, I got super into Dr. Joe for a few years, like all the retreats, the meditations, just with that, it's really like the, the breath work was really helpful, but really just opening my awareness, the meditation, I never really had been an avid meditator up until that point. And that was a really different kind of challenge for me, but the consistency of practicing and learning and building that muscle internally, I think really prepared me for the next stage of my journey. And, you know, when COVID hit, I, all of these unresolved things came up for me, uh, the things that I thought I had healed really did heal, you know, doing this deep work and just you know, things like shame and anger and rage and resent all of these, like, like the stuff that you don't want to think that you are was coming up and just manifesting inside of me. And I could just feel every day, like my insides are just like, ah, just like that feeling of just something isn't right. Something isn't right. And I ended up getting a physical diagnosis in my body that I had precancerous cells in my body. And I knew exactly at that point in time, I said, all right, I know all this stuff. I know Dr. Joe stuff too. This is another awakening moment for me. I create my reality and I know that these things that are coming up right now, they're so persistent and so much underlying in my subconscious that it's creating this physical manifestation. It's so, that's so dense. So I need to take the responsibility and try something new. I need to really look at this side of me. And I started getting into breath work around then. And breath work has just, that has probably been the number one thing that's transformed my life for the better. Um, with the, the foundation of the meditation and the awareness of how to open my focus, how to let go, tuning into my chakras or my energy centers, and then incorporating this foundation practice of breath work, I was really able to activate and move a lot of energy through my body. No psychedelics needed at all. Um, To the point of, I did, I do sometimes, not so much anymore. I do take some like THC gummies or even just CBD gummies just to kind of relax, to take the breath work. That's the only extent to anything psychedelic that I've taken, which is not 
but I've had psychedelic experiences, even with CBD, no THC at all, because I think once you start to really open that channel and practice things like breath work, you really allow yourself to open up to other dimensions, other realities. And, and the thing is, it's not about taking the, the chemical substance, which I know you guys are so about. It's really about you can produce those experiences. You can heal yourselves even without that. It's a beautiful healing tool, but we can produce that chemical response in our body healing response without it. And I have done that multiple times with breath work and meditation and really allow myself to surrender to the power that is me. And I think the biggest turning point for me recently has been the fear of really allowing myself to let go and to let this energy, which is my energy, completely take over to the point where I'm not, I'm not there. And the shift really is, this isn't something outside of me that's coming through me. This is me. This is the real me that's that's been inside me this this entire time and when i can really understand that and feel that that's when i can relax more let go more and that's when the mystical experiences that's when the manifestations happen when we don't have this like tight vice grip on the expectation or outcome or healing or person or like whatever we're trying to heal or change in our lives when we can really let go and know that all the forces at work are always working for us, that we just have to work on our own alignment and just loving ourselves more and more each and every moment. And I know that was a huge tangent. I want to take a break, take a breath, but that's a little, a little bit of my story. <laughs> well, and I think it's, it's remarkable. And in, in the sense of like, we have the power to create it and like, we talk all the time to people and like a big part of our program is, is like, we can, you can do our program with or without psychedelics because it's framework. But at the end of it, we actually want people to be in meditation to create these like breakthroughs because we don't want anybody to ever be reliant on something outside of themselves, because that's what we've been taught between church and substance and all of these things, right. Over the, the concept of what you know, this 3d reality is right. It's been teaching ind individuals and people to look outside of selves, like doctors and all of that stuff. Like we have all the power within us. And I think it's so important because we also have DMT in our brain. That's what makes us dream. That's what is triggered during holotropic breathing. That's what is the activation of those mystical experiences. When you're sitting in meditation and you're sitting in these with self, our brain has all the power. We have all the chemicals we need. Right. I know. And I, we always tell people the end goal is meditation and that's been our reality too. I've had way, way crazier experiences in meditation than I have on psychedelics. And, um, you know, the only thing that we talk about is the fact that, um, sorry, our mom has the coffee machine on. So I'm like, excuse you. Anyway. Um, so it's, it, it's just wild that the your brain can actually do far more than psychedelics ever could. Uh, it's just that most people need help getting there. You know, they can't break the chatter. They can't break all of these things. Um, but when I went to a Dr. Cho retreat was when I truly had a, a breakthrough. And I actually credit that to working with psychedelics to be able to trust the, uh, the higher dimensions. Um, but I think that essentially what you have done is the goal though. I love that we're having you on because what you have done is the goal, um, to be able to do it through breath work, be able to do it through meditation. You can do any of these things using exactly what she's talking about. And Nicole and I have both done it too. Uh, you know, she just had the dedication, the determination to do it that way. And I, I love that most people do not have that capacity. So I really applaud you for that. Um, so I, I even happier right now that you came on here. I was like, oh my gosh, I love this because it's, I don't want to preach no. that psychedelics are the only way because that's a lie. If they are not for everybody. If you are not called to them, there are different ways. And, um, you know, I want to hear more about all of the things. Well, and I think it's actually also beautiful talking, touching your story is that you were diagnosed with these things, diagnosed 
but you did not take them on. Yeah. You did not embody them as a label. And I think so often you, we hear people, Oh, I have cancer. Oh, I have anxiety. Oh, I have, you know, laundry list of whatever diagnosis, instead of looking at it and saying, okay, this is something in my body. I have to look at this. What is happening? My body is telling me something. And, you know, it's really in alignment with new German medicine. You know, they say whatever the body is, it's a symptom of the reality and it's a symptom of something that's coming up. And so it's, it's something that we have to look at in regards to like, there is more than just a it's not a life sentence. Totally get it. And for, for me, what the beautiful manifestation of this diagnosis was another opportunity to say the life that I created, even though I was more conscious of my underlying issues, wasn't my life. I ended right. up after diving into breath work, a few months later, I ended up, I was in a relationship, but I was stuck in this energy of indecision for a very, very long time. Nothing bad about this other person. It was like, I should, I should want to be here. I should be okay with this. I should, it was the should energy is what really was a part of me that was always a part of me that came up. So I was really able to look at this energy and love myself and see where this stemmed from and through breathwork and meditation really allowed that to release and a lot of releasing, a lot of releasing because we don't really, we're not trained, we're not taught in modern day society to release our emotions. Like if you see a wild animal in the wild when they're in fight or flight, there's this this youtube clip i've seen all around of this polar bear that they're they're tracking and they shoot him with a trank gun just to track him and all of a sudden after he lays down after this experience his body starts to shake 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 for a few minutes and then he takes a big inhale and a huge exhale of relief because after this this traumatic quote-unquote experience of fight or flight he's able to release that energy out of his body and not hold on to it and as humans a lot of us don't know how to do that and that has what breathwork and meditation have done for me is being able to release all this energy and like what i teach people is like you can manifest when you this shit is hitting the fan when you're doing this work when you're in that darkness of the soul because you're showing up for yourself and you're allowing that gunk that's that dense energy that's been in there for who knows how long to come up and out and as you're releasing you're automatically raising your own vibration to match something else and you, you might be freaking surprised what comes to you i ended up manifesting my current partner during all of this um which is a crazy story through breath work we ended up being going to a retreat and we were partnered up as partners. His middle name is Lauren, L-O-R-E-N, spelled the same freaking way. Like who, who can make Weird. this shit up? You can't make this can't. shit up. You can't, can't make it up, nope. And before the retreat, we were in similar, like the similar breathwork spiritual community and we kind of knew each other. I didn't think anything of him. And part of the retreat, we were supposed to write our like default self, our ego, like what are the symptoms and the signs? because you're partnered with this person you don't know who they are, who have similar tendencies or thoughts so that you can really see yourself in the other person and be there for them. Well, we're on this group call and I must have said something exactly like my, my sheep because he just looks at me on Zoom, clearly not in person, just looks yeah. at me and goes, I think you're my partner. Like that's all he says, that's all he says. <laughs> like oh called out <laughs> and then and then a month later we went in person and it was like yeah we are partners in life and it was there was no there was no inkling of indecision in me at oh. all it was a full-blown clarity and i was like when you get to the point where you've been stuck in a decision in any area of your life for so long and you have this clarity i didn't need to ask anybody should i do this should i not it was like uh yes a full body fuck yes and you're not going to let anything, anyone, anything stop you from that reality. 
And that's what the power of a healing journey with breathworks or psychedelics or not meditation, whatever your own modality looks like, when we can come to that groundedness of who we are, we can truly feel that authentic, authentic self when when something comes to us or arises, we can have that full body F yeah, moment, nothing's going to stop you from living that reality, because you know, that's, that's, that's you, that's, that's the, the, the clarity moment. So I know that that the physical diagnosis all came up for me. It's because I, you know, that was a part of me that needed to heal. And I wasn't, I wouldn't start this journey to do this, to find my partner who's on the same journey, who we call each other out on our shit every day, which is lovely. I love it. And I hate it because it's like, you can't hide. You can't freaking hide, but it's such an honor to be with somebody who understands that their alignment their path, their happiness is their number one priority. And you're doing the same in your life and that we can co-create together. There's our own inner beings. And then there's this us inner being that we can create together. And that has been such a learning (laughs) experience as well. Um, Through breathwork and meditation, meditating together. When we were at the retreat, um, I was already releasing and moving a lot of Kundalini in my body for a while, but the last day of the retreat, I could really start to kind of feel this energy really wanting to just come up. It's like a freight train when that is activated. Mm-hmm. You are you better watch out. You got to no the room. no sharp objects <laughs> yeah, might yeah. fall like and before the last day started, you know, he, my partner was like a little nervous, like he was having trouble opening his heart and really surrendering and before we started the day, I looked at him in the eye and said, you know, you got this, I, I got you. I, I, I've got you and that feeling of really being so strong and grounded in myself to be able to support this person, this container to be able to let go. And as soon as we sit down, we're sitting down across the room and I look at him across the room and the energy just starts going and I have to lay down on the ground. And this is the biggest that I, at that point I'd had in a release and energetic experience. And I was able to kind of motion my friend over. And it turns out as soon as I went down to the ground, he ended up, he's never moved energy in his life. He started to move energy from across the room. And so we're on opposite sides of the room, wailing and you know moving this energy and screaming and having this beautiful release. And it was going on for quite some time and they had to actually separate us because I'd started to calm down and energetically he was still going and it kept reactivating me. Um, But like, you can't like, you can't make stuff like that up when you really, really put yourself first, the universe, your higher self, the powers that be, whatever you call it, source, always, always, always wants the best for you, if not way better than you can ever humanly imagine it's just letting go and really showing up for yourself i love that that's an epic story for real (laughs) i'm like damn that is like i don't know well and it also you know like when i was listening to you talk it's the true power of the divine feminine it's the true power that you stepped into self you had pure self-love and you were able to we hold space for the masculine to step in to heal, right? Because we activate, like we're the catalysts. And so you activated him. And then it was this like beautiful, just like, and he probably that it, it energetically bonded you to you energetically, like who needs sex when you're energetically having, you know, your movie energy like that. Well, have you heard of the um, Magdalene transcripts? By no, I mean, um, I've heard of Mary Tom Mac- Kenyon. No. Oh, I know oh. Tom Kenyon. Okay. Yeah, Tom okay. Kenyon wrote a book okay. where he channeled Mary Magdalene. Wow. And uh, she talked about how she was an ISIS priestess and how Jesus actually came to be was she activated his kundalini through the ISIS priestesshood. And Mother Mary was actually an ISIS priestess. But what the ISIS priestesses were, were kundalini activation goddesses. Um, and I just got chills. So did I, you, Uh you have rediscovered this and you activated it in your partner. And that's why he was actually able to recognize you, but it's through the feminine, right? Cause we have the womb space into the quantum field or the unknown, right? Or the bridge that activates the masculine. 
but it's all through self-love. And I also want to point out everybody that's listening to this. She had a full body. Fuck. Yes. It's not your mind. I tell the women all the time. What is your body saying? And it is, it's your body. That's why I caught that. I was like, yes, Lauren gets it. It's your body. Your body is the feminine. It knows things you cannot even comprehend with the mind. So much more intelligent. Fucking love that story. I wish that happened to everybody. I mean, my gosh, having like full bone. You cannot make that up. No, <laughs> you cannot make that up. And I'm sure what was his reaction when he's first like talked to you again? Like, what the hell just happened? What did you do to me? <laughs> I mean, we were so like when my friend walked me out of the room, when you have that much energy going through you and you're yeah. you come, you're not in your body after that. So it was like I was like I had a lobotomy like yes. in a good way. Mm-hmm. Like you just feel so fuzzy. You're not fully in your body. So I'm just walking like, I don't know if you guys have a video, but my yeah. tongue's out and my, uh, <laughs> like I'm, I'm there, but I'm not. And I'm just blissed the fuck out, you know, like psychedelic yeah. experience. Like you just yeah. like, wee, you know. Yeah. And to, um, of course you talk about Isis because mm-hmm. my chosen name in our community is Isis. Mm. And before it was a different name, but after this experience, I was like, I need to embody a different energy. Like this is, I'm a new person. What is the word that I really want to embody? It was sovereignty, Mm -hmm. being the sovereign creator of my reality. Cause you know, I, I knew that that energy, like that, that's just who I am and that's who I want to embody. And so I looked up all these female names that meant sovereignty and there's these beautiful long feminine names and then i get to isis (laughs) and it was and i was like yes i don't love the name letters i I don't love it but that was like another full body yes and uh my partner wasn't with me then he was doing something else and he came back and i was like oh my god i'm so excited this is my new name blah 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 and he was like he goes by geo and he's like you know what the o stands for in geo right and i was like i totally osiris. forgot it's osiris i had no oh, fucking shot. idea this the is front so door. good yeah <laughs> <laughs> and those of you who don't know isis and osiris were married they were king and yes. queen and he ended yes. up dying and she brought him back to life because she is so <laughs> freaking powerful and awesome and their son is horus which is the symbol for the third eye as well and i'm currently reading um the sophia code it's yes. like i love it and i'm on the isis part of course it's the first section of it of course and that channel text talks about the horus is actually like from isis's perspective just as i explained earlier without even knowing this yet is isis osiris is higher self and then horus is the the couple higher self the the divine union of the two and i'm reading this in bed going oh my god i'm like can mm-hmm. you, can you like, mm-hmm. like what mm-hmm. like this is what life's supposed to be like you know mm-hmm. it's like being so amazed that the you know dr joe talks about like the awe like being in awe of like the mystical every day asking the universe if you know if you really opened your heart and connected asking the universe to surprise you today to give you that sign that you know, you, you are divinely connected and yeah, life can be like this. It's not like this all the day, all time. But like when you have those moments, it's like, for me, as strong as that doubting ego can be at times, I'm like, I can't doubt this. I can't doubt this. I have to go back to all these moments. I write down, I call them my like trusted truths because when I'm in it, when I'm in that victimhood, when that stuff, it still comes up. Like we had a conversation last night where I don't even remember what happened, but we just, it was just like, we're, we're just nagging at each other. And then he's like, no, like, what do you really mean? Like, tell me what you really, because I have the trouble of the wounded feminine, not really saying how I feel. I want to tell you how, what I think you want me to say. And then all this just like wounded feminine came up. I could just feel, I was like, well, I just really wanted you to like me, you know, and it's like these, but once you can be real and really share that, that's still another divine mystical moment because you can literally feel the emotions come up and out in your body because I don't want to make anybody like me. I know who I am and strong in myself, but there are these subconscious things, the energy that's still stuck in there from this lifetime, multiple lifetimes, it doesn't 
matter because sometimes I think we get so stuck up, stuck down this rabbit hole. At least I did. What lifetime did this happen to me that I can specifically figure out so I can reverse engineer? Like it was like me trying to control it and it doesn't matter. Like it really, really doesn't matter. It's about showing up for yourself in whatever healing modality works and continually showing up doing that work loving yourself and and listening to the signs like taking the aligned actions like you know doing a psychedelic experience or maybe not i haven't been called if i really felt the call i would take it but it hasn't been part of my journey and that's completely okay and i don't remember what i was talking about now and that's part of the feminine as well i just channeled whatever came out and we're done (laughs) (laughs) no it's um it's so funny because I do that too. We go on like, tan- I love tangents because I think t- tangents are divine in a way because whatever's coming through should come through. Uh, but yeah, the divine partnership of like, you know, we call it game playing, but it's exactly what you were just talking about. It's like so often we're sitting there talking about, oh, like blah, 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 blah. It's like, just, just, just say what it is. I don't like this whole runaround. It's drama triangle. It's all of this BS and game playing essentially is when what you say and what you want don't add up. Um, and most of us were taught to play games. We were taught to beat around the bush. And I love that you and your partner are calling each other out on that and taking action to not um, be in that victimhood anymore because so many partnerships, we, I can't even watch some people's like Instagram stories or anything when they're couples. Cause I'm like, Oh man, like this is not, this is not my, again, everybody has the right to have their own partnership, but this is not my take on what true partnership is. Uh, it's just, it, there can be just a lot of issues because when you actually know how to communicate and you know what kind of relationship you want, you start to really see the old paradigm and the flaws in it. And it's really hurtful and it's painful. And it's like, they're both just like picking at wounds um, and inflicting pain. And most people are in a up an effort response and not in a pleasure response because it's so much more addictive in the brain. So I love to hear that there's divine couples because I haven't met many, um, but your guys' story is so, again, it's so true. It's like, even if you haven't had things happen, like Lauren has start to realize that you're capable of these things. And it's true. You know, we have doubtful moments too, but it's things like, you know, our story obviously doesn't look the same as Lauren's, but it's those moments that I go back to of like, no, the divine has to exist because you can't even make this up. Like, even if I was the best storyteller on the planet, I couldn't make this up. And I, there was, there's a guy named Tucker Max. And he said once he's like, you know, it's funny. Science fiction has to make sense, but reality doesn't have to do shit. It doesn't have to do anything. And reality is way crazier than science fiction ever will be because it doesn't have to follow any pattern. And that's why, you know, um, non you know, like fictional books are so like it has to follow a pattern. But nonfiction is so much more of just like no way this happened. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it did. And, you know, like your story to a lot of people are gonna be like, no way. Yahweh, like that's, that's reality. That's real life. And that's Dr. Joe. It's, you really will be delighted in what you find in the 99%. If you choose to step in, it takes a ton of courage, but then things like this happen and it's so worth all the, like, what the heck am I doing? Uh, so again, I, I would really love to have more stories like this on our podcast because it's inspiring even to me and I've had divine things happen Um, you know, and we're still calling in our divine partners and it's like to have mystical experiences happen like that, where it's just like, I mean, that would solidify you guys together, no matter what, like, even if it doesn't work, there's still a divine bond of, um, you know, a huge step into who you were supposed to be and who you are. And I also love that your Isis and Osiris, it's so fun. And the pineal gland, which is the eye of Horus and I sometimes want to go back to ancient Egypt so much. I'm like, they had everything figured out and we have lost so much knowledge that we're just now coming back to, um, in the Sophia code, we really all soul sisters. I, that was one of the things I started reading right before my spiritual awakening 
and it changed my life. Um, yeah, she, she's extraordinary, uh, you know, and what she's been through that, that author, what she has walked through, uh, talk about stepping into like goddess energy and really, you know, realizing the humanness and being okay with it. And I don't think she's used psychedelics either. She used all meditation and breath work and things like that. So great reference for those of you that want to just learn about goddess energy and how to kind of, she has meditations and things in there too, that are quite lovely. Um, but what, what are some other, like if you, so other than that, what's another story that's like, it was such a pivotal turning point in your life into becoming more in tune with, you know, spirit energy with God energy, like however you want to say it, like, was there a moment in meditation or in your life where you were just like, this is my path. This is where I'm supposed to be. And you started walking down it. Cause usually people have like a, there's a defining moment where you're just like, okay, my life will never be the same. Well, I'm trying to think the first thing that came to mind was the Dr. Joe, my first Dr. Joe experience. I went to uh, Toronto in 2018 and like I had been practicing, I've been meditating, doing Dr. Joe stuff for almost a year. But the first half of that year was like just his like morning meditation and evening, like very short. And then I started getting into the progressive, longer meditation. So I, I was familiar, but I had no idea like what a retreat entailed at all. I just knew it was like a week long and there'd be a lot of people there. It's really cool. Um, so I just recently I had my divorce finalized at that point. I just sold my engagement ring, so I didn't want to keep it. I did. I was like, I don't want to keep the money. Whatever I do is going to be bettering myself for humanity because I love myself. You know, I'm going to pay it forward. So I paid for my teacher training for yoga, yoga teacher training. I went to Belize <laughs> and then I ended up going to Dr. Joe in Toronto, which was like money so well spent. Um, so I get to Toronto and I get to the hotel and then I realize, I think I've been here before. I was in Toronto like five years prior for like uh, Deepak Chopra, Gabby Bernstein event, like a world meditation thing. I was like, I, I, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure it was this hotel. And then the first day of the retreat, we go and it's just like a few hours and Dr. Joe does his spiel. We have a short meditation. And uh, my body is just like anxious, full anxious mode. And I'm like, what? Why? I haven't been anxious on the verge of a panic attack in years, years. What is, what the F is going on? So I go to the bathroom after that point, sitting on the toilet <laughs> and, and this like hotel, like conference area. And I'm like, oh my God, this was the venue where I was five years ago, because right before the Deepak Chopra event, I almost had a panic attack too. And I went to this very same fucking bathroom, sat on this toilet, had my nervous poo because we all do. We all have our nervous. Come on, let's be real. We're going to talk about (laughs) healing journeys here. That's part of the package. And I walk out and I try kind of rushing back into the Deepak event because I'm like, oh my God, it's about to start. And Deepak walks right in front of me. Like, two feet in front of me with his like sparkly glasses and all. I didn't realize he has like rhinestones on the side of his glasses, just walks right by me. And I'm like, what the F? So here I am like five years later in the toilet, hysterically laughing at myself because I was here five years prior and having the same panic a moment. But this time I was panicking because of just the unknown. And I, I, I didn't know at the time, but this was the retreat. I don't know any of you Dr. Joers out there saw when we are challenged, when you still had challenge events, was to rappel down the side of a building. And I am like, what the F did I sign myself up for? So we get- So you were in the video. I'm so jealous right now, by the way. I've seen that video. I'm so jealous, but this is cool. I'm so, this is, okay. Anyway, keep going. I'm jealous. But we saw those, he showed all of that in Dallas. That's the whole like- That is fucking amazing. Okay. That is epic. Good for you. They do this meditation before. It's like pre-recorded and you're in your like little group or your pod. I couldn't really hear it, but it was like really good. It was Dr. Joe talking about like, 
this is your initiation like we're overcoming years of hardwired programs like you are just like yeah fucking go like you know you're just amped up in this really grounded energy like ready to transmute some shit and i get up there <laughs> i get up there and it's like 35 stories like maybe even higher i know at least 35 stories that was a big ass okay building. real question how yeah. to not poop yourself then because i would well because like, then i got to the top of the building oh. and i'm like okay like i'm good and then all my friends there were kind of chit-chatting it and i'm starting to panic i'm starting to spiral i i had to go to the side of the room i couldn't even look out the top of the side outside i went to the corner with some some dark area and just like focus on my breath open my focus and i'm just shaking I made sure I like I couldn't eat anything. I was so nervous before, yeah. so I don't think I had enough in me to have to poo at that point. Thank God. But I made sure I didn't drink any water either because I was afraid I was going to pee myself going down For the, sure. the yeah. building. That's a real like yeah. real life. And but then my mouth got really really dry because I was so nervous. And they had little cups of water, and I was just like, "Oh my God, thank you, thank you." So I get outside. And my friend who I met, she was like a soul sister. She was in front of me. So she went down before me. She is like freaking killing it. Graceful. Looks like an angel. Just leans back and just Floats. goes down. Floats yeah. down. Smiles. <laughs> is laughing all the way down. And then I get on there. <laughs> and then the guy, the, the, whatever the company was who was there, like the adventure company, the repelling company, they were so wonderful. All those guys, like their hearts were so open so helpful so patient with everybody but they were like all right like you know you kind of we have to keep this moving you can't like you can't stop if you guys get stalled for too long then we got to go to the next person so he harnesses me in clips me in multiple times to like there's two cords to keep you safe and then he's like i got to weigh you into the system because the pulleys are are weighted so that because you thread yourself down like you thread the ropes down so we have to weight it so that it's enough to keep you steady but not too much where you can't pull the rope i'm like okay cool he's like all right keep your put your heels on the side of this 35 story building and lean back like with your arms like this and i'm like excuse me excuse oh. me like oh no i was like i will just repel right down right now i'm not gonna like trust fall lean over the back of this building and I did it but it was like oh like, <laughs> I looked like a flame like I don't even know what you could describe I did, it was not beautiful but oh I did God. it and I was like okay I need to ask you something the guy that was helping I was like you need to maintain eye can contact with me as long as you possibly can because I like that's the only thing I could focus on like speaking of yoga like that drishti like looking his eyes like I was looking to his soul. He had these beautiful blue eyes. So I was like, all right, keep, keep eye contact with me. And Don't I start to repel down. And, you know, it's like, after having this experience, you learn so much about yourself. I rushed down that fucker. I was like, it was a race. I didn't look down at all. I looked straight ahead, which was kind of cool because it was a hotel building and all these huge big windows. So I kept seeing the reflection of myself the whole way down. That's so I kept, cool. I lost contact with his eyes, but I kept looking into my eyes. So I repelled all the way down and you have a little walkie talkie and the, the guy was like, you don't have to race. This isn't a race. You can slow down. And, and I'm like, yeah, whatever. Fuck you. Like, no, we're, we're going. <laughs> I'm a Sagittarius. So I need on the ground ASAP. Yes. Moving. So, you know, what, like, would I do it again? Yes, and I think I could learn from the experience when I want to do it again. No, but I know how much it I grew. But once I got down on the ground, like I have, I've never been ground? so proud of myself. Oh. Like to overcome yourself in the mm. moment that yeah, it wasn't perfect. Whatever, Life's not but perfect. it was like life's not perfect, right? And I just see. I mean, I'm sure the endorphin, like all the chemicals, but like emotionally energetically i've never been so proud of myself and my friend who went down before me she saw me from the ground do the like yeah i'm not gonna do this thing like i was standing there like paralyzed and she was like that is what courage looks to see you even though you're 35 stories up i could tell i could see you overcoming yourself in the moment and Beautiful. like that's what dr joe talks about all the time and 
it's about overcoming yourself in the little moments because those are the big moments like rappelling down the side of the building. And then after that, we went inside to do a meditation, the kaleidoscope meditation. And I was so freaking open up at that point. That was my first Kundalini experience. And I I felt like I had an orgasm in my brain. Mm -hmm. And I was not expecting that. I never felt anything like that before. And I was like, I will, I would like one more of those, please. Thank you. Thank you. Can I get those to go? (laughs) (laughs) I need a few of those. But I think the correlation here and why I think that story came up for me was overcoming it's Mm -hmm. it's really ever in every moment like when we come up against ourselves our thoughts our emotions life when we can overcome ourselves that's when we can allow the mystical that's when we can allow the magic to happen which is really us too but i'm a big abraham person huge law of attraction and the contrast the contrast which is the stuff you don't quote unquote want in your life, the the negative side of the emotions, that's all happening for us. Every single thing, it's showing us. That's actually the path of least resistance to that mystical, to to the highest version, the healed, the happy version of you. So when contrast comes up in your life or a challenge arises in your life, how can you approach it as if it's a good thing? And that's something I have to remind myself every single day. But it's so good to be in that space because we know that everything is happening for us, whether you're rappelling down a fucking building or you're having a fight with your partner. Like, you know, it's all happening for us. Like, what is this coming up inside of us for us to overcome and to heal and to love? Well, and I love that the building was glass, like the glass reflection, like that's so true to like life, right? Because everything is a reflection back at us of like, why am I triggered? Why am I having this experience? Like it's happening for me, not to me. And when you change that perspective and you think about it, like life of like repel, you're literally repelling down a building in life, right? Like you have to have the courage to like repel down. Like so many people don't have the courage to step off into that 99% that Dr. Joe talks about of the unknown. And I freaking wish he still did these because just the video alone that we saw at Dallas was like remarkable. Like I was crying because I was like, fuck yeah. Like I was happy tears for everybody that got to repel down the building. Very jealous, but also very like, fuck yeah for all those people, because it takes so much courage. Like you said, to just have the ability to like drop into yourself and your body and trust yourself enough to just go and just do. And you could probably even say like, as you were going down the building, you weren't thinking very much. You were focusing on yourself one repellent at a time. It's that whole less of getting out of the brain and into the body. And like, you felt safe. You kept going. You didn't get stuck at, you know, floor 20 or whatever. And they had to come get you, you know, like you didn't have a choice, right? You had to keep going. And I think it's so important that like the healing journey of life is to just keep going one foot in front of the other. Right. I mean, and the avoidance of pain is all suffering. And, you know, I always go back to, I'm a Bikram yoga teacher and Emmy Cleaves, if anybody knows who that is, she was one of Bikram's like senior teachers, but she said to us, and at the time I did not believe her. And you're talking 11 years ago. So I was like 20 years old. And, um, you know, she said, pain is a gift that nobody wants, but it's a gift nonetheless. And it's like, because you don't learn from joy. Joy is amazing, but it's not our greatest teacher. Our greatest teacher is in those moments where you're like, oh, F, like, what am I doing? What is happening? It's, you know, but like starting your company, all of these things are standing on the edge of that building and you have a choice to walk back down the stairs or just jump off the side and trust that those cords are going to catch you. And those cords are, you know, our soul, the universe, all of these things. It's, it proved to you exactly what you were seeking. Right. And it's, um, to have that moment in the physical is priceless. Uh, yeah. And that's why I'm like, I wish Dr. Joe still did these because I live for stuff like that. Um, it's so metaphoric. Like it is so metaphoric. Like it's so powerful when you just think about it, but it forces you to also realize that like the idea of it was so much worse than actually doing it. Yes. The fear was not in the doing. The fear was in the like the anticipation of what was going to happen. And that's all of anxiety and that's all suffering. And that's all of those things of like, oh my gosh, when we freak out about 
trying to make something look the way that we want it to, instead of just letting it be, letting it be in feminine flow of the law of allowing is what we like to call it. It's like when you're in that state in that flow state and you just relax into things, even if it's a really, you know, bad experience or something bad happens, you're just like, this is part of life. And this makes joy and happiness even better because I understand what it's like to be in those moments where I don't have that. And you really start to realize like why the yang yang exists and why everything, you know, like dark and light exists and everything masculine and feminine, the polarization, the more something is polarized, the more beautiful it becomes. And we've lost so much polarization in our society that, you know, taking moments like that and realizing, oh my gosh, you know, so much can just be learned by looking in my own eyes, by just repelling down a building that can be a spiritual experience. And it, I just, I love, I love that you were there. I love I that know. that came up also that here's a God moment. Nicole and I were so fascinated with those people that like, did that go when we were at a Dr. Jones. I had so much FOMO. And I was, I did too. I, I was, like, oh, I that would be, FOMO. I'm a triple Aries and I would be like, oh my gosh, like, I don't know if I can do this. So I can't even imagine. Well, and you're a Sagittarius too. Imagine like a can cancers or like Virgos or something trying to go down the side of that building because they're yeah. so there's not that adventurous side to them. They would have struggled just like, oh geez, that is that's terrifying. And most I of the done. people, most of the people did it. I think like there was like maybe 1,200 people there and over a thousand people did it. Yeah. Like it's like a roller coaster. Like you just got to go for it. But that's the power of also like Dr. Joe getting people out of themselves and the power yes. of meditation. They did that sober, everybody. Dr. They didn't Joe is a, Dr. <laughs> Anything. Joe, if anybody, if you have the opportunity to do any, like go to one of his retreats, even if you like don't know shit about meditation, just go for it. I mm -hmm. think just an, exp I, I think it just a Dr. Joe retreat, a seven day retreat change your fucking life one like well, pans down ready if you're ready and you're called to it but it's an experience in itself because you don't you have no idea what's on the other side you have no idea what no one can tell you the power of those rooms like it's you have to feel it and experience it but it will change it'll change your life that's so fun i know that's fun great so we're going to cancun in december <laughs> you coming with us which is actually the last one i went to was cancun in december a few years ago right before my 30th birthday uh, and uh did you go yeah. in 2020 2019 oh 2019 okay yeah our mom was in cancun in 2020 so i was asking i was like oh my gosh were you at the same retreat as my mom like this is gonna get even no. weirder <laughs> <laughs> but i've heard and he even says this cancun you know the the beach there does miracles like water and the like more people have walked on that beach than any other place yeah it's cancun and niagara falls i think he says are the two like water vortexes oh yeah i went to niagara falls the walking meditation there first of all it went viral people thought there were zombies walking all over <laughs> i love it Niagara, which was hilarious pretty much but the yeah you could i really felt it i opened my focus and oh mama like the energy of just like walking right in the power of that vortex of just whew, just going for it water energy water water is freaking powerful it's also feminine energy yes. telling you the thing bringing back the feminine is she, a thing she's coming back well, in full form, she better <laughs> healthy feminine about time. Yeah. Well, yeah, just all, most of the women that I have known are collapsed into, you know, they have masculine shields. They've collapsed into their masculine oh, because the feminine's considered weak. Yeah. I'm guilty of it. I've been there. It's something I'm guilty. trying to come back into is the feminine and it's hard. It is really, really hard to not try to control things because that's what the well, masculine does is control things and i'm trying to not do that anymore. well and like the society thinks like feminine is like getting your nails done and your hair done no 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 feminine is so much more than getting your nails and your hair done like it is so much deeper than like the now getting your hair hair and nails done is very like it's it's lovely but it's um it's not the internal feminine like the true feminine essence of embodying feminine it's, uh, it's a big difference.
they go together, but it's a big difference than this outside. I saw the other day, um, Cosmo, Cosmopolitan magazine had an Instagram post about like being your inner divine feminine. And it was all these tips about like how to be feminine. And it was all like beauty tips on like how to give yourself a facial. And like, oh, all that was like, no, no, there's so much more than that, but that's okay. Well, but that's been the fake feminine. We yeah. don't even want to get into yeah. the beauty industry and how yeah. that's destroyed women. Like uh, they make you, yeah. Be feminine by looking the way that we want you to look. If not, then you're not feminine. Then you're not feminine. You don't spend millions of dollars. Well, you know, at least thousands of dollars a year on all of the things that we want you to, then you're not a true woman. It's like, oh, geez. And if you don't look like this and you don't do that and toxic, my gosh, growing up in the nineties and all of the like heroin skinny and heroin, skinny, skinny eyebrows. Yeah. All the things, everything was skinny, dark. Um, but (laughs) Lauren, I know you live in Florida Yes. and where did you live before Florida? I lived in Columbus, Ohio. So way different climate. Yeah. So have you found that Florida has brought more healing energy as a, as like in the feminine because you're closer to water versus in Ohio? Well, I moved down here a year ago and um manifested my first category five hurricane first hurricane season hurricane ian and speaking of feminine water (laughs) right after i put in my two weeks at my corporate job for over 10 years and i'm like yeah divine feminine's coming through and we're gonna clean up shop and we're just gonna get all that shit out of here so yes (laughs) in a way i didn't expect um but yeah we we I love going to the beach. I had a huge energetic and physical upgrade over Thanksgiving. I got really, really sick. I had a huge release and got super like 3D sick. And yeah. going to the ocean was so helpful. Just like mm-hmm. looking like a hot freaking mess, but just wading myself in there, just allowing that to just the salt, just uh, ugh, energetically cleanse me. But it's been really good just to sit there and let it in for me it's the trees the water has been great but like i i haven't hugged one in a while but i love hugging palm trees if you Uh love hugging trees like palm trees for me just energetically it's different yeah i don't know what it is when i first got down here i was like oh you each have your own like personality energetically Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they really do yeah and just uh, it was just and i think for me that lesson is like you know the palm trees everything was destroyed like we go down to fort myers beach like there are yachts in the middle of people's yard the middle of the street there are boats everywhere it just it's it looked like a disaster zone and it still is since october they've done a great job cleaning it up but the power of that water and the just the force of feminine clearing everything out but the palm trees are all still there Mm. they might be missing a few branches or leaves but they're still there it's about being really grounded and being able to flow like the feminine uh, and did not break, yeah. not being so rigid and controlling to be able to right. flow with the ebbs and flow of life. So well, that's, I mean, yeah. it's remarkable. I mean, palm trees are, the, they do have, so when I lived in Southern California, I know like palm trees are not native. They're not native to America because we brought oh, them um, they came over. I don't remember, remember from the islands. Yeah. They're from, they're from like the, Island. yeah, like I don't know what Virgin Islands. Vir- yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I can't remember what they're called. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it, and we used to get like, cre- like in the heat and stuff, the way they absorb water, the way that they're, they're, their stems, like they're not really, they don't consider them trunks. So I had a client that was like, she was, she ran this company that took care of palm trees all over Southern California. Like she was literally called herself the palm tree hair cutter because she had a whole team that would like go out and trim them. Right. And like make them beautiful and like take care of them. And it was a huge thing, but she would tell me about how they're like the way they're like giraffes of the trees or not giraffes, um, camels, because of the way they hold water, they can live in deserts. They can live in all these things. And that's why one reason why they've been able to be all over in different climates because they adapt 
and they're flexible and like all of this stuff and like the different palms, you can tell how much water retention they have. And in like drought season, they're one of the few trees that are even affected. Like it, they're really remarkable trees. And I didn't know that until like I lived in Southern California. Cause like I grew up in Colorado, we have pine trees and like blue spruces and aspens, like, okay, great. Like that they're not resilient like a palm tree is. And it's, they're really, truly actually, now that you say that, like the, how deeply rooted they are and like, they are the, they're divine. That's oh. so cool. Oh, trees, everything. Yeah. That was one of the, my big takeaways from Dr. Joe was the energy of the earth, like yeah. in the walking meditations. I oh. mean, we were walking on concrete, which like freaked me out because I go into like full body compulsion, like um, weird things happen energy. And I'm like, I'm trying to walk and there's like concrete underneath me and I'm feeling all these trees energy. And I'm like, my whole body's shaking. And I'm like, okay, if this is how I die. I'm so happy about it. Like, this is great. But also like, why are we on concrete? <laughs> well, freaking me out. I would like go onto the grass and like, like ground into the ground. Cause I was like, Okay, that was really scary. Now there's a tree, but that's why you see so many people hugging trees and like Dr. Joe or trees because they're like, yeah, the tree, the tree has energy and you're like absorb it. It's so it's, wild. Yeah, it really is. And people are like laying in the like muddy, wet grass I after the sprinklers. Like it's such a, I mean, no wonder people think it's like a zombie apocalypse. Like yeah. you're literally walking with like headphones and nothing exists and you're like kissing the ground. <laughs> Best psychedelic trip there is <laughs> just like do a walking meditation and feel the grass. It's a so, thing. Yeah, it is a thing. It's a thing. Um, yeah, I think, no, I think that, you know, really, I think we touched on everything that Lauren has, you know, she came with above and beyond. I'm like, wow, I have to process some of this because it really is. And I, I think for listeners out there, it's truly it isn't about one path in your healing journey. And, you know, there's holyotropic breathing, there's basic breath work of like yoga nidra or not yoga nidra. Um, well, you can do, you do breath work in yoga nidra. So I guess it's a type of it. It's a type of yoga practice meditation. Um, you know, there's there, you don't have to go gung ho and be 60 minute meditation. Just even being present while doing the dishes is the beginning of meditation because so often people come to us and they're like, I don't want to meditate. I can't meditate. I don't want to sit still. Okay. Well, you can go out in nature for an hour and you can be in meditation just because you're paying attention to something other than your cell phone, you know, and it's, um, you're just a great example of not having to need anything outside of yourself to be able to heal yourself. Um, and it, it's just been, it's just been a great, I just love, I just love talking to you. Do you have any, do you have anything else? Yeah. All right. Lauren, is there anything else you want to add or say, or do you feel complete? How are you feeling? I feel like the one thing that just came up was, you know, we talked a little bit about the feminine and for me, it's really about getting out of your mind and into your body. And you beautifully just described that. Like you don't have to sit down and do a 60 minute meditation. You can go for a walk. You can be out in nature or do yoga dancing for me and i think why breath work has been so impactful for me is because it you can move you really you're encouraged to move it's an, an embodiment practice and like dancing and really trusting my body to whatever sounds and movements that i want to make during my practice and breath work has built trust in myself and my life and allows that divine feminine to fully come out and fully come out because i have that safe container of that masculine to say all right it's safe. You can come out and play. Like I got you because we have both within ourselves. And when we feel safe enough within our own bodies, then the feminine can come out to play. So I guess my question for you is how can you play today? Like what, what did you like to do as a kid? Because it's going to involve moving your body in some way. Yep. Absolutely. Love that. I do too. And Lauren has a podcast, but outside of the podcast, Lauren, how can our listeners get in touch with you? I will be putting all of this information also in the show notes, but Lauren, um, how do they get a hold of you? Yeah. Well, my podcast is called Witchy Wellness Radio, which Megan and Nicole's episode should be out, I think, in 
two or three weeks. It'll be out after this airs. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am launching in May the Sovereign Sisterhood, which is going to be a hybrid of membership and a program where we lay down like three modules of foundational practice, like what I just talked about today. What are these core beliefs? Like I create my own reality. How can I really apply that into my life? So when things come up, I can say, am I being the victim or the creator of my life? And then how can we incorporate things like breath work to learn to calm ourselves down, to get present? Because all of our energy is so, you know, torn apart, either worried about the future or regretting the past. And how can we just calm down and allow our bodies to do what they know how to do? It's not hard. It doesn't take long. These practices are under 20 minutes. That is my main goal with this is to have these simple breath work, meditation, visualization hybrids that you can do. Anybody can do. You can wake up 20 minutes earlier. People can do this. This is easy. (laughs) And once you start doing it, you're going to feel so good it's going to be so easy to continue it. And, and maybe that'll be your practice forever. Or maybe you'll try something else, but it's really about building that foundation of what it feels like to be comfortable and present in your body. And it's a hybrid of group coaching as well as like a library of different breastwork techniques and for different emotions, but it's mostly towards women who are ready to really apply like law of attraction maybe you're already on their spiritual journey, but really want to embody these truths because they feel that higher calling to become that leader in their own life, whether they have a business or they want, they have the soul calling or they're, they're a mom or just, they want to be the most authentic version of themselves. And they're, they're not, they're not living that self. Like beginning of my story, when I had my first panic attack, I didn't know what I wanted. I just knew that it was not this, anything but this. So if you have a clear direction or not, this, this program's for you to really find out who you are and create a life that, that you love. And as cheesy as that sounds, it's, it's, it's possible in under well, 20 minutes a day. It's it helping really people is. find their true purpose, right? Yes. It's really helping yeah. them tap into like, what, who is my, who am I as soul? I love that. Well, thank you so much, Lauren, for being on our show and spending time with us this morning because, um, you know, a lot of people I think needed to hear that there are other ways outside of psychedelics, because we definitely agree with that. And, um, until next time we will talk to you guys all soon. Bye. Bye. make sure that you follow us at synchronicity underscore sisters on Instagram. We are on all major platforms. And then of course, we would love for you to give us a five-star rating and review the show for that. Other people that are out there searching for a new podcast to listen to. We hope you have a great day and we will talk to you guys all soon.